Live from the studio. Live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And today on the cast, we got some special guests. Uh, I'm working Magoobies this weekend, and uh, headlining is Vic Henley. Yay, that's me. <laughs> and he brought down Judd Jones from New York City. Yes, sir. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for coming through, guys. I'm from Alabama, and I have to travel with one other accent. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know if that was planned out. It no, it's in the contract. It's in the contract. <laughs> and then you had the uh, the German chick for you guys, too. Yeah, that sort of balances it out. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a single yeah. normal accent on stage that night. Eric. Eric, yeah. Eric is no holding accent. it down. I mean, yeah, but I do have the, the kind of like the Baltimore accent. What is that? It exactly. comes out. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like the it's so the, o, the O down the ocean. Yeah. Oh yeah. The ocean. Like yeah. Orioles. Yeah. Uh, wash my my wash water. Yeah. Water. Drink well, some water. Water. Oh, okay. yeah. water. Yeah. All right. Water. Wash. It comes I thought out. It was more of a Midwest kind of thing. I didn't know, but Midwest um, is more like Minnesota. Yeah. Oh They yeah. say the O. Oh, oh yeah. Betcha there. Oh, yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. Okay, there. Baltimore right. accent is probably the least attractive accent. I, I didn't know there of. was one. To you there guys. definitely is. It's very similar, to like the Philly type, but just like the Mid Atlantic type. Yeah, like okay. Delaware, Philly. Sure. It all kind of like blends together. I don't know if I've really heard. I've heard the Philly thing a couple of times. But yeah. I don't think Delaware. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Nobody really goes to Delaware. Yeah, Delaware. People always say the Southern accent is like. I, I I think the Southern accent is probably the most attractive accent personally. Well, thank you. Uh, for it saying depends that. on what uh-huh. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Depends on how much cousin fucking. Depends how much woo is in there. It just depends. It can be eloquent and it can be yeah. scary. Yeah, 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 exactly. You never know. There's a threshold. There's somewhere between foghorn leghorn and you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> in deliverance. A couple octaves. Yeah, yeah. there is. Somewhere in there. There's a, there's, there's a range. Got a pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah, man, I caught your guys' set. I was out for the early show last night. I talked to you a little bit after the bar. Yeah, that was Everybody. great. Dude, that was a great, was packed house. Yeah, that was everything. really fun. Yeah, Sweet. no kidding. They were amazing. Killed it. Yeah, it was a fun time. Killed it. I feel bad for the German girl. She's limping. I know. She had like a rock climbing accident. Is that how she heard it? I didn't have yeah. time to ask her. She's, uh, she's on crutches, and then I would milk it. Yeah. I would use the crutches and walk on stage with the crutches and lean <laughs> the them against sympathy. the wall and then sit on the stool as best I could rather than <laughs> she's sucking it up and kind of hopping around on one foot. You could, I if know. you watched her, you would think that something might be wrong with her. I you know, know. Like either she had like normally. a peg leg or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's some sort of weird, what happens you in know, Germany? odd thing going on. <laughs> and yet, it's she, I, and, and again, usually in comedy, um, you talk about things, if, especially if it's obvious. Like I, I blew out my knee once, and I had to sit for about six weeks. Yeah. And I, and I limped my ass on stage with the crutches and leaned them against the wall and sat on a stool. Yeah. And it taught me to be still. I think before that, as a younger comedian, I was moving around a lot. I was the guy that took the mic out of the stand and kind of it almost get nervous watching yeah. me because I'm just pacing back and forth. Yeah. Sitting on the stool. Cosby sitting on the stool style. slowed me down. Yeah. No, well, I don't hate that. <laughs> you had to stop sitting on the stool yeah, after no all roofies. that came out. There were no roofies involved in me sitting. <laughs> actual surgery. <laughs> but um yeah I so Anik's come through Baltimore a couple times and I run shows down in the city and she's done a couple of those shows and she she was just here like two weeks ago totally fine limber walking around oh, and then okay. when she walked in the green room last night yeah I was like, what happened oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah where was she I wonder where this happened she said she was doing some show there was like a climbing place a block away from the show oh, so, so it was an indoor one of those yeah it was like a rock climbing place and she like fell 15 feet oh, and Jesus. then she had an hour to get to her show it took her like the hour to get the block down the street to oh, the show man. Oh, oh, my gosh. My and gosh. apparently what she was saying she tried to talk about it that show and it was probably just too recent, so like 
you know, it didn't I thought do Germans well. were good mountaineers. There's a yeah, certain right? group of them that are. I didn't know that for sure. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Seven years in Tibet. That's Brad Pitt. He was German. I don't care. <laughs> he might have been Austrian. Is he German? He might, he might have been Austrian in that. I think he was German. Either way. So you said you've been like you've been to every state at this point, right? Absolutely. You've been touring for how been long? Paid in every state. That's, That's all. That was my goal. There you go. Your 1099s must be crazy. There. Sometimes. Yeah, I can only. I get murdered sometimes because some of these accountants are very sticklish about sticklish about stuff if that's a word and they will make it it costs 50 bucks per state really to to file in every state so if you've made the right amount of money where you can't fudge it you have to file and some some years i've filed in like you know 15 states at 50 bucks a pop that's 750 dollars. that's not even that's just the that's not even their fee that's just what they have to charge you because the state charges them that so that's why i try to not make a lot of money so i can always go my taxes good goal in comedy good goal in showbiz stay low you want to make too much money then you gotta start doing your taxes my first year i didn't have to file i made such there's a there's a number every year i don't know what it is now but in the 80s when i started i think it was five grand and so if you made under five grand, you don't even have to send in any paperwork yeah. or nothing. There's a number. I think it might be yeah, 10 I think it's now. Like, yeah, it's like 10 or 11 now. Because I definitely, the first like three years of me working a job, I never hit it. And I'd get that tax refund check. And it looks so nice. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed you know yeah. that time. I had no problem with it. I'm stealing food and gas. I had all oh, the spots yeah. where I could go, mm-hmm. where I could steal things and not pay oh, for yeah, it. Totally and I knew the employees wouldn't get penalized for it. That was also part of my <laughs> victimless crime plan. Right. For sure. So, how many times have you been? Uh, how many times have you come to Baltimore? Oh God, a bunch. You know, the the first time probably back as early as maybe like eighty eight, eighty nine. So off and on, that'd be off and on for thirty years. Wow. But, you know, wow. So, sometimes a couple of years go by, but not very often. There's always been something to do down here, usually. Yeah, yeah. In between maybe a corporate gig hiring me because something's going on down here. A buddy of mine lives a little past D.C., so sometimes I'd visit him and work the gig. I, there's a gig in D.C., so I would work that some. But there's, I mean, every couple of years I'm in the area somehow, usually, you know. Wow. I was there when Memorial Stadium closed and when Camden Yard opened. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. That was, yeah, that was a decent long time ago. ago. That was yeah, a long, yeah. long time ago. Absolutely. Same thing with the other, you know, I watched the whole Ascension of the Ravens and all that. I was here one year, not 2000, but in, uh, was it 16 when they beat the Niners? Yeah, uh, 13, I, I, 13. 13, okay, yeah. sorry, I'm stoned. <laughs> so, um, not really. They, um, <laughs> they, I was here that year working, and it was mid-season, mm-hmm. and, and I went on a giant rant down at 98 Rock about, I guarantee you, you would have thought I lived here, though. And I was just, <laughs> I was just trying to be funny and make a bit about it, and I was just going all pontificating about, they're going to win, nobody's going to beat them, lock it, learn it, live it. <laughs> <laughs> we and must then, protect this house! And then somewhere during the playoffs, uh, they called uh, Andrew, and they're like, get Hinley's number. They wanted to call me. Yeah. To talk about the fact that they, 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 they kept the drop. Yeah. So they would play it every now and then. So even though I'm not here, you'd hear me going, I guarantee you. <laughs> that was, that's a good memory of coming here. Yeah, you so, called out the Ravens last night at the show sure. last night. Really well, because this whole you, thing you is did, funny. You, you got a running back playing quarterback. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll we see. will see. We'll see. No, I thought, it was, I thought it was a good joke. The whole crowd. You I, have to. A lot of the comedians yeah. like don't even concede. Like They kept on saying, like, how many people are here from Timonium? And we're just like, nobody. nobody's from Timonium. Nobody, nobody says that, right? Nobody. Everybody's yeah. from Timonium. I mean, we yeah. have like there's People, like the right. high tops up there and the club and, yeah. and yeah. the laundromat. It's Everyone's just like Baltimore. Just yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, That's exactly. what everyone says, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. North yeah. Baltimore. North Baltimore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said last night you've been doing it for 34 years. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Did you start straight up in New York City? Did you no, I was in today? Arizona. I um I graduated from college. I was a December graduate. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was going to be a stockbroker and uh, I had interviewed 
And uh, an old roommate of mine had left early and moved out to Phoenix, Arizona. And we had always talked about leaving the South. Nobody leaves. Mm -hmm. Or they go to Atlanta. That's their big move. So what town in the South are you from? It's called Oxford, Alabama. It's between Birmingham and Atlanta on I-20. So Mm -hmm. it's not Oxford, Mississippi, where Ole Miss is. It's it's Oxford, Alabama. Oxford, Alabama. It's just not a little tiny town, nothing going on. Not rural, but just, you know, strip malls and car dealerships and high school football on Friday. Very flat. Go to the mall. But actually, the highest point in the state is 15 minutes from my house. So the only – Chihaw Mountain – which is the Appalachians literally run out 15 minutes from where I grew up. I thought up. you were so, going to say the highest point in the state was 15 feet. No, no. Yes. It's, it's, they, call it, they call it a mountain, but I think it's only about 2,900 feet. Yeah. I don't think it makes 3,000. It's a hill. It's a hill. It, when, you grow, when you grow up there, it's really cool because if you're on it, if you're climbing these granite giant juttings of rocks and where you can go rappelling and yeah, there's yeah. waterfalls and lakes and everything, it's really, really gorgeous. It's a state park. It's the Talladega National Forest. Nice. So it's a little good kept secret. My friends and I live there because there was nothing else to do. You know, so it was, your initial, it was our outdoor playground. You know? Your initial move leaving the South uh, was to go, you started comedy in Arizona. Yeah, Did you I go to Arizona from, for the pursuit of doing comedy? No, I, I went out there when I went, to, I went to visit my former roommate and mm-hmm. interviewed for a job. Oh, and, okay, and Dean okay. Witter was a brokerage firm at the time, and they hired me. So when I graduated, I drove across country, and then they took the job away. And so uh-huh. this is before you had cell phones and stuff, so there's no way to <laughs> yeah. let me know. Jeez. And you got um, the, the Series 7 is the test you take to be a stockbroker, Okay, I think, and uh, that's what it's called. And so they would get two spots in January and then two spots in June to train people per year to be brokers. Uh-huh. And so that January, when I come rolling up, they're like, oh, my God. Uh, we've been trying to get a hold of you, which <laughs> you can't. We sent you a letter in the it's mail. A, it's 80 January, 85. There's Choctaw no, Mountain. Yeah. Did you get it? Chiaw Mountain. So. <laughs> didn't get the letter? So um, yeah. they, didn't, they, only got one, they only got one spot that January, and it was like the, the bosses, the other spot was going to go nepotism, and I was going to have to wait till June. Mm. And they're like, you can still work here. But you'll just be like office flunky boy. You can make work. We'll pay you. Yeah. Uh, but you're just gonna have to yeah. sit here basically. We feel for... bad that you drove all the way <laughs> out. Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> you want to like get us coffee or something? <laughs> it was basically that. Yeah. And so now I'm mad. <laughs> and I had always wanted to do stand up. And a couple of times at Auburn, I'd gone down to some open mics. A club had opened up in Birmingham my senior year. And every time I exported a little bit, I'd go see it. And then I'd get scared and go, No, I can't do it. And I would leave. So the, mm. the, I guess the prospect of you know losing the job or that the anger of that made me go, God Almighty, I'm doing it. I don't care. This is bullshit, you know. And so yeah. that's what I always wanted to do. And my roommate, the guy that I knew, the reason I went there, he had always encouraged me. And and he when I moved there. He's told everybody that I've come there to do comedy and I've already been on stage. So I'm meeting his friends in Arizona and they're going, you're the comedian. I've never been on stage one time ever. I've never told hey, a joke. Hey, tell me a joke. Yeah, I don't they're all have like, they're any. All like this. <laughs> I'm like, he's a liar. I'm not a comic and he's a liar. Yeah, that's what's like, going oh my on. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> we can't wait to yeah. see you on stage. Great bit. <laughs> so I came home from work that day and I told him and he was so excited. He'd already been uh, saving the... Uh, the, the paper that comes out like once a week, I'm sure Baltimore has one. The free mm-hmm. paper comes out on yeah, Wednesday yeah, yeah, yeah. where all the mm-hmm. bands are played and bars. Mm-hmm. And So he had been saving these and circling open mic nights. And he ran in, in his bedroom and came back out. This is the day I've been waiting for. He believed in me more than I did. <laughs> and so and, and there was one that night. So it was like a Tuesday. I and mean, it was right over we two blocks from where we lived. Wow. And so, so we went over there and signed up. And it was the old, they let everybody do five minutes and they would let the audience clap. For who they like the best, and the winner won fifty bucks, and I won fifty bucks. There you There's go. only four of us in the contest, but it was me and three dudes, and I won, I won the fifty. For that. Then there was a regular comedy show after that, was just locals, 
and uh, and David Spade was on that show. He started, oh, wow. and so he was he was. We were both about twenty two at the time, but he'd already three years in. He started like nineteen mm. or something like that. So I stuck around and watched them, and then I talked to him a little bit, and they were really nice, and they thought I'd done it before. And I'm like, that's the first time ever. They're like, okay, don't tell anybody that. Wow. Tell me you at least did it back in Alabama. <laughs> and then we'll take, we'll take, they gave me a couple of phone numbers of guys. So they're always looking for new people. Only be like 20 bucks here, 30 bucks here. Yeah. But they'll give you a beer and 20 bucks. And so that's how it all got started. So, that's sweet. Yeah. Now, how much how were you making as like a PA at that? <coughs> financial firm was it like offsetting the cost of the move i never took no i went back and told him uh fuck you i'm gonna get comic i didn't keep it no i went straight to start you i'm already a stand-up comedian 50 bucks Uh, it was was probably i think it was it was a decent job at the time it was like eighteen thousand dollars a year fifteen oh damn oh yeah yeah. i told him fuck you i've moved like two hundred thousand dollars in today's money yeah probably (laughs) i'm about 40 there you go it would be about that's sweet that's sweet you know but yeah something like but i did i was mad i didn't swap by that time work was no longer an option so how long did you cruise out in that scene before you made was the next move to New York after yes. that? Yes. So, so about a year. Hang on, there's a siren going off. I think we have to evacuate. That the siren always goes off during yeah. the podcast. There's a local fire department like a block. It's not a tornado because it looks yeah. sunny. And I don't think there's ever any fires. I think they just practice. The Make sure the horn works. It's not a nuclear plant. It's all yeah. Yeah. Is there yeah. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> a lot of radiation like going sure. around, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we might hear like a dumpster get emptied right beyond this fence. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's the, nice. So. A club opened in Birmingham. I was screwing around in Arizona for about six months, going up everywhere I could, trying to make money. Mm-hmm. And a club opened in Birmingham, and my brother is an insurance guy, and he, he was a client of his. So by then, even six months in, I had a tape. Mm-hmm. I had some VHS of me somewhere doing something for, you know, 11 minutes. Wow. And uh, I sent it to my brother, and I'm like, take it over there and give it to him at the comedy club. Tell him I want a week. I want to host. I'm six <laughs> months in, but I think I can at least host. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And do maybe 10, 12 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so he had that club in Birmingham, and then he knew another dude. Comedy was blowing up. It was the 80s. So there was another club in Huntsville, Alabama. And then that dude in Huntsville was going to put one down in on the Gulf Coast in Florida, in Panama sweet, City, Florida. Sweet. So my one week turned into three. So I knew when I was going to go home to get my first paid week ever that it was actually going to be that little trio of dates. Yeah. And then I flew back to Arizona. So that was my first two. So my first my comedy that I celebrate, my first paid week on the road is July 15th. Oh, wow. awesome. First time on stage is somewhere. I looked it up last year. First time on stage somewhere which will be 35 years now, okay. is around March 1st. It's coming up. Wow. I looked back in the calendars because I know it was a Tuesday when I went on stage. Mm. <laughs> and so so back in, this is the 80s we're talking about this point? 85. 85. So back in that point, I guess the move to New York was almost a must back in those days. The first headliner that I worked with in Birmingham, Alabama, at the gig was a New York comic. Ah. And he goes, you might as well have stayed in Alabama rather than being in Arizona. You're going to be equally doing nothing in either place yeah. for mm. comedy. Yeah. Come to New York. If you want to be an actor, writer, more of a performer kind of thing, you go to L.A. If you want to tell jokes, you want stage time, you come to New York. There's no more stage time in America than New York City. You can do five yeah. sets a night. There's clubs on every corner. And I got an agent. He can send you to – they're not good gigs, but you can go over to Jersey and make $90 and you know be in a sports bar with the game on over your head. But it's crazy that comedy bucks a day, seven days a week. 90 bucks a day, seven days a week. That's good money for, yeah. compared to what I was making in Arizona. And so yeah. 
Uh, um, Who is the headliner? Rob Bartlett is his name. He still does stand up. He worked for Imus for a thousand years. He was on, wow. he was on Imus's show. He's an actor. I used to see him on Law and Order all the time. He's been on Broadway. He brings down. He was in a trio with Eddie Murphy and a guy named Bob Nelson, and they called themselves the Identical Triplets. But I've seen a video of them doing some gig on Long Island where Murphy's seventeen years old. Oh wow! <laughs> and they, they would each go up separately and do like twenty minutes separately of their own shit. And ten of Murphy's was prior. He called it a tribute to Richard. Prior, and it's just straight prior, right off the album. <laughs> yeah, but Murphy trying to you know, good being a good mimic. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. Richard's voice. Cover, cover ten of his twenty was right. Richard Pryor's greatest hits. <laughs> so they would do twenty each, and then the three of them would go back on stage together and take suggestions and do improv sketches and stuff. Do more Richard Pryor. They were the <laughs> they were called the identical triplets, and so that was the guy. I, I talked to him all the time. I had lunch with him about a year ago. He was, but he's who helped. Me. I wouldn't be anywhere without Rob Bartley. He was a great. Oh, guy. Really helped awesome. me a lot. That's awesome. Totally, yeah. So, how long have you guys been touring together? Well, I've opened for him. It was for maybe a little more than a year. Yeah, something like years. that. Yeah. A couple of years, something. Like oh, that. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Now, did you guys meet in New York or we did meet on the road? We okay. met in the bar near our house. We didn't know we lived near each other. Yeah, oh, nice. there was a bar right around the corner, and I met the bartender, and I told him I'd do stand up, and he asked if I knew Vic Henley, and I was like, I know the name, but I'm you know I just couldn't place him. He goes, oh, he comes in here all the time. The next week, I'm in there, and then and Vic walks in, and I meet him, and then we find out we literally live right next door to each other. I'm uh, 168, I'm in, he's yeah, 170. I'm 170, he's 168, he's oh, the wow. next building over. So. Is that a joke about Alabama based on Judd over here? Which one? What do you the, mean? Uh, Talk, anytime Alabama's in the news, your neighbors ask you. No, about it. that's my. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's the other one. Yeah, that's, that would be. Yeah, that was mainly. That was based on uh, the guy in the other building on the other side of me. He's the president of the co-op, and he's teasing me because oh, okay. he's from Western <laughs> Pennsylvania somewhere. So he knows it's the same. That's da da ding ding ding. That's the yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, for sure, Pennsylvania. So how long were you out uh, when you were out in New York? How long? Because I saw you. Did, you you've been on Letterman. You've done a bunch of stuff. How long before you were starting to get TV spots and things like that? Uh, the first TV. Think so that probably eighty seven, so two years in. Really, that yeah. seems fast. There was, was more I, work than there were comedians. Everybody had a, everybody had some sort of comedy show. Everybody had. Wow. There was just tons. They were always looking for people. In the by eighty eight, eighty nine, A and E the network had three comedy shows. Just A and E. Wow. They had a show called uh, like Evening at the Improv, which they shot out in L.A. at the Improv. They had a show called Comedy on the Road, where uh, they would go to different clubs out in America. And John Biner, the old comedian who nobody's ever heard of anymore, but I know who it is. I'm ancient. But it, he, he was the host of it. And he this is some guy that by then, you probably hadn't been on TV in over 10 years or so. But... Um, he was the host of it, and they would, go, they would just come down to Baltimore. They would go to whatever local club was in the city. Mm-hmm. So it was Comedy on the Road, Evening at the Improv, and then out of New York City, Caroline's Comedy Hour. Three shows on just on one network. Wow. Now, it's, you branch over to the MTV Comedy Half Hour or VH1 with Rosie O'Donnell's stand-up spotlight, and now we're up to five. Mm-hmm. That's just off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, it's just two channels. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's off the top of my head. Only three on TV at that point, right? And then, you know, and then uh, Fox had one that they did at the Laugh Factory that was on Saturday nights at like 11.30. I forgot what it was called, but it was it was shot at the Laugh Factory out there. Hmm. But there was, every time you, that's what killed comedy because there were so many shows. It's like the streaming stuff now. People didn't need to go out to see it live anymore. Yeah. They just yeah. turned it on and click around and there's three times, here's three shows in eight minutes. And back yeah. then, the the I feel like I hear a lot of comedians talk about that era. The 
the goal was like to kind of get like a sitcom or something like that, yes. right? Yeah, that was like that the was thing. the next step always because all the successful guys got sitcoms. Tim Allen, Roseanne, even Saget, even though it didn't have anything to do with his act, but almost mm-hmm. they they would get your. Yeah, act. I always thought that was they weird would develop that... your act. Is what the, Saget and Brett Butler. Uh, were the two that was almost like a casting where they just got the part. So I get that his act is filthy. It's nothing like the yeah, exactly. Sweet, clean, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I Brett Butler is from the South, but other than that, they crafted that around her mainly. But everybody else is they took their show and and spun it into. Uh, that's why everybody got rich because you would get created by the way to get money on the residuals. You have to have the credit created by. If yeah. you don't have that, you can get your residual check. But being an actor, you get created by. That's when you sell the show like Seinfeld and get eighty million dollars. Now, were you ever approached with anything like that? No, I'm a horrible actor. <laughs> you know, I'm horrible. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I, I just do stand They didn't hit you up to be Uncle Joey or so, something like that? Every now and then, I used to audition for Sister When I was young and gorgeous, and I lived in L.A. for a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay, so you, you so the New York time was broken up a little bit. You were back and I was forth in L.A. Like, for five years. Foxworthy and I sold a, a sitcom to CBS. So oh, I, was, really? I was always wanting to be the boss and trying to get created by. I, I didn't give a shit about being on camera at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so we sold the show, so I, that took me out there worked on that for about a year we shot a pilot and everything it didn't go and then every year after that we would they would tweak the deal a little bit so they kept us dangling to write new things and stay out there but then every year when we didn't get on they would take a little bit of the power away for the next deal yeah and so after about four or five years there's no power yeah and i went back to new york and Mm. foxworthy stayed and stuck it out and ended up on a show called the jeff foxworthy show where he had no creative control he's an actor on a show with his name on it hated it (laughs) hated it despised it they won't let him in the writer's room he's got no he's just hit that mark and read that card wow and he wanted to be on air so bad he took it and and then looked like an idiot for two years yeah i was um when i was about to i'd Asked you what you wanted to be brought up as last night, but then I was also doing some Googling. You wrote a co-wrote a book with Jeff, too? Yeah, at the second Redneck book, um, he had done You Might Be a Redneck, uh-huh. and uh, me and my buddy Phil are all in that. We, we, we just we, that, That's just because we were just sitting there smoking weed while we were writing them down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was no money or anything. It was just us being silly with him helping him with his little project. Oh, okay, nice. And then um, that one went so well, and around the same time, it was announced that the Olympics were coming to Georgia, the Atlanta Olympics, in 96. And so when the Longstreet Press, the publisher, asked him to do another book, uh, he goes, I want to do something about the Olympics, and I want to do it with Vic. So we, we wrote Games Rednecks Play, which was just basically we, we would think of uh, any irregular Olympic sport, and then we, we'd tweak it and make it hillbilly. Uh. And, then we, and then we also added a lot of other sports that would be only unique to the hillbilly Olympics. You know? The hillbilly. Like, so, so we you know, you do a, a spin on uh, whatever uh, – you know, I don't know the high jump or pole vault or diving. You know, but instead of diving off the platform, you're you're doing it off interstate bridges into a river. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You would take something like that and spin it. Yeah, and then you would think of something totally brand new, the like uh, like porch decoration. Porch decoration would be an Olympic yeah, event yeah, for and the then Southern not taking Olympics. it down ever. And then, well, well, there's two Longest categories. streak. There's actually two. You're right. You're close <laughs> because there's two categories of porch decoration. There's porch decoration bulk. <laughs> Which is just how much shit you can pile up on your porch over ever how many years, <laughs> and without it collapsing. And if it if it still collapses and only kills one dog, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's bulk. And then there's porch decoration uh, interpretive, which is. Uh, how many people it takes to walk all past your porch and, and for somebody to believe they really saw Elvis or Jesus in a reflection <laughs> on the refrigerator. 
I, I can't believe I remembered that. But there's, that's all. Now, there's that, something. There's, but it, yeah, basically they paid us a bunch of money to hang out, and, and it was really yeah. fun. It sold, I made, I got residuals from that. Good lord, from if that came out in like you know ninety five, ninety six, I got money for that from till. 2002 or 2003 wow. or something like that. Yeah, it was very successful. Was that when you were in L.A. you guys wrote that? We did it. Yeah, I was in L.A. from um, 92 to 96. So, yeah, okay. we worked on it when, when I was out there. Absolutely. Nice. So, so were, you ever, uh, were you ever in the consideration for the Blue Collar Comedy Tour? How did that? You know, they had a... Um, I left... Uh, they had a they had a weird manager that I was working with too, and I was always suspicious of the guy, and they kind of liked him, and then I didn't like him, and so, and then I, there was nothing going on. When the you deep, say the, they, you mean that Foxworthy whole... and Foxworthy and Ron trusted him pretty much. Yeah, and uh, and by then Foxworthy was blowing up and doing theaters, and he was taking Ron with him sometimes, and I didn't like the guy. The guy was kind of shady, and then our deals were drying up, so. Uh, when in doubt, I go back to comedy. I go back to New York City and get my ass on stage. Anything good that's ever happened to me has happened right there. Doesn't matter if it's two in the morning in front of eight people or five thousand people at Radio City. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like him. And I knew I didn't want it to get ugly. And uh, so I'd been paid a ton of money and done between the TV stuff and the books and all that stuff. So I just kind of exited graciously out the door. And that's when Larry the Cable Guy swooped in. And they got Lonnie Dan forever. <laughs> you were the original Cable Guy. No, no, he was he was always considered. And then they found they had somebody before Ingvall. They had a guy named Craig Hawksley. Okay. And they replaced him with uh, Ingvall. But I was Here's never. I didn't sign. like him. It was. I mean, it was going to get ugly. I didn't hang. I I like those guys, but I hated this guy. And he turned out to be a cheater. Like he's a he's almost in jail now. He got in a lot of trouble about. Four or five years ago, wow. but they had a good twenty-year run before they found out what a crook he was. But at the tail end, oh my God, I was completely right. Wow. He was the shadiest crook ever. He kept wow. all their money from Sirius Radio for the for the Blue Collar Channel. He told them that it was a promo and that they just did that for free. That they were never paid. That's just one example. Wow, oh that's just God. one example. It seems they, like it's so common. The they were getting six hundred thousand dollars a year. To have the blue collar, Sirius was paying them yeah, to have that channel, channel. Yeah. on on Sirius, right? So he's that's supposed to be one hundred fifty grand each. Now he's supposed to charge a commission on that. Yeah, but he just kept the six hundred every year for like nine years. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> and they never asked questions. They, they, they just... believed him. They they were so successful in so many other yeah. areas, and everybody's making so much money that they just never questioned it. And they didn't. I, don't, I forgot how they found out, but cable guy Whitney told me about three or four years ago. We, he I was working the club in Omaha, and he came out to hang out, and he told me I'm the, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> and he's like, wow, "You were right geez. all along. You were right." He goes, "You were you were twenty years late." <laughs> but by the end here, near the end, they found out it was that was just one example, and but it was that That's and other a, things. He, he told, must have had like a really good lie. <laughs> that was just a Man, just a big old, well, you're making so much money, you don't question his bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. He went to like he went to Warner Brothers and told him he had them all reunited, including Ron. Ron ain't worked with him, and nobody's worked together in like a decade at least. Wow. And he told him he had them all reunited and took like a five million dollar advance on the new movie. And there's no movie, there's no paperwork or nothing. Oh so God. now, like Warner Brothers is suing him. Everybody's suing him. Guys in a lot Jesus of trouble. Christ. Good. It's amazing. It turns you can out go. he wasn't even blue collar. White collar, white collar, the original line. Jeez, Louise. He was a hillbilly from West Virginia. He did have some some blue collar. Like Appalachian <laughs> trickery. It's true. Jeez. Damn. So, you guys met at a bar. Me and him. After that, yes. Uh, was it just like quick friends, or we're barely friends now? Barely <laughs> friends. Now? I can tell you guys are sitting pretty far. Apart. I just like him because he has a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That's it. Yeah. 
You know? Okay. No, no, but I mean, yeah, because we'd, um, well, he was at the comic strip a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that's near where we live. So that's one of the clubs I'd go to. And, um, you know, it's funny. He talks about how for him, you know, when he showed up in New York, you know, they were like, essentially, open door. You're a comedian. Come in and perform, you know, that when he moved to New York. Well, the other side of that, and, you know, nowadays, <laughs> I had to wait in line. <laughs> with like 400 people to get a date to go audition. It took me two times to get past to be on the late night there, which mm. is what Vic calls the sadness. Yeah, it's, sadness. It's, it's all Prime of us. Time, it's, enjoy the sadness. Right, it's all of us <laughs> in a corner over there Sad. waiting for the main show to end so wow. then we can maybe go on and do five minutes and get the last few people who were there and, yeah, still paying and the drunk bills. and all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, right. The little yeah. staying with free tickets or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but that's, that's how it is, like with, you know, a lot of clubs there now the audition thing and then some clubs don't even have auditions you just gotta you know there's no formula to get in really i think and yeah. some of my to me it's just i'm still new in it i've only been doing it barely six years really mm-hmm. yeah i had a whole nother career in life before i yeah, got into you're this from in houston, houston right he also yeah. got involved he got you got involved in the um there's a, this guy has a class you didn't take the class, but he somehow the class has shows all the time. Yeah, he ended like up a hosting graduation and performing. show or whatever. Yeah, right. but he ended up because of his experience previously. I don't know how you. That's more of you to tell you. Yeah, well, that's. I don't think he took the class, but he ended up a lot of his first stage time were running these shows for these graduations of these which classes, was even very though he lucky. didn't take the class. Right, which was which was very lucky. <laughs> he very was lucky. paid for it too. No, yeah, it yeah. Like, you know, but being cool. able to, and all those shows were at Gotham Comedy Club in New York, one of the best clubs in the city. And yeah. so just being having an excuse. For someone like me to be able to go in there and have a reason to be there instead of just hanging out or whatever, that was the greatest thing. And plus being able to host, you know, I, that's because that's how I started in Houston. I yeah. hosted there. I, I, I was telling somebody the other night that um, I when I first started open mics, I just always wanted to try stand-up and uh, went to open mics and the club had a, a workshop in uh, Houston that you can go and blah, blah, blah. I didn't even know how you get past that point. And I asked a guy named Andy Huggins, who you know. Andy. Yeah, I've been around since I was older than me. Yeah, Andy's yeah. He's Andy's one of the uh, Houston Outlaw comics. There's like five or six of them. He was best the friends Bill with Hicks Bill Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, 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 the Bill yeah. Hicks crew. Yeah. So wow. Andy yeah. is still doing it. And Andy was actually on America's Got Talent a couple years ago. He's, he looks like a grandpa. He's old, but got a great sense of humor. And he's, uh-huh. he, can, he can get a little dark and dirty, too. It's nice. pretty, he's pretty funny. But I asked Andy, because he's like the most experienced guy there. I was like, man, how do you like get on at the club? Or you know what do you do? And he says, ask for a guest spot. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even know to do that. So I asked for a guest spot, and they said okay because I'd been to the open mics. And she called me back, and my parents happened to be in town. And I'm driving them around, and she called me back, and she said, actually, we don't have a host for this month. Do you want to host? And I was like, absolutely. I never even hosted an open mic at that point, like nothing ever, right? Wow. So I got in over there hosting, and you could host for a full month. And so I did that. Yeah, and I thought it, you like said that wrong for a second. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. one of the things in Phoenix. Sorry to interrupt you, but there were there were there were three. There was a ton of one nighters and bars and stuff, but there were three full time gigs. Yeah, because Phoenix was so spread out and huge, and comedy's blowing up. There were three like Wednesday to Saturday, Tuesday to Sunday, and they didn't care. We could work one one week and go right over to the next week. They didn't care, you know. Regionally, now they'll get all pissy and say, "You work over here, you can't work anywhere within an hour." Yeah, and they were very supportive in Arizona. They didn't care, so you could get three weeks in a row, uh, and they didn't care. So that was almost a month, but that was great stage time as somebody new to be able to 
work 21 days and do, you know, 40 shows or whatever. It was unreal. Yeah. And, yeah, to be able to host, and I, I was hosting for a full month, uh, five shows, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. For You do that for a month, and then they let me do it, like, every other month. So I kept being able to do that, and then after, like, nine months, uh, somebody, actually somebody bailed, and me and another guy were able to split the feature spot. So I, that was the first time I was able to do, uh, I was actually, no, yeah, it was like 20 minutes, I think, got to, got to do that. Well, then they let me start featuring, and so I'd had that, and, you know, I had a regular job, and, you know, was tired of doing that, and stand-up was more fun, and... Saved up a little money, and I was like, oh, why not just leave my career and move to New York? Let's give it That's a go. That's insane. So that was wow. it. You know, that was it. What but, uh, what but, were you doing career-wise? I worked in the maritime shipping industry, like yeah. crude oil tankers, okay. doing the scheduling for all that. And I mean, it was a good job. I mean, it was late nights and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, it got to a point where I'm looking around, and I'm, like, physically starting to look like all the old guys there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, I'm like, man, that's just, that's the future if I, you know, keep doing this. So that yeah. was that was part of it. But, you know, and then, but going from Houston, where I could, you know, consistently get, you know, a pretty good amount of stage time, to New York, where you're just like, hope you can get five minutes somewhere, you know? So that's been, anytime I go out with him on a weekend and feature for him, like after the second show, you know, doing between 20 and 30, I'm just like, fuck yes. Like, you know, because you're in a role. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like, you know, cool. And then I come back to New York and wait in line to do five minutes. Uh -huh. You know, that's just the reality of what it is now. But for me, I just try to uh, be nice to all the people who work at the club and be funny when you're on stage. That's, yeah. you know, I just try to stick with that formula and who knows. When I started the um, late night back in the day, it was only people that already were paid to work there. And then you could come in and work on new stuff and you got your, they didn't pay you, but you could, but only people, there wasn't this amateur auditioning. There wasn't any of that. It was already current comics that worked there. So like it might be Gilbert mm -hmm. or, or, or Richard Jenny or somebody, you'd see them over there with their notepad and they were going to wait till it was over and, and jump up there and try to get seven or eight minutes. And now because it's turned into, they make the newer people bring people to shows. You got to bring your friends and so it's all turned into this marketing kind of thing. Yeah, now. I hate yeah. the bringer shit. And so, so that's why I call it the sadness because there's like sometimes um, I scared a bunch of them to death because uh, I always yell and they'll the stupid ones believe me. They um, <laughs> they'll be like sometimes there's like 15 of them over here and there's only 11 people in the showroom. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll be getting paid and be leaving and I'll yell out and you can always tell who the new guys are. I'm like okay and they, they don't know who I am. Well, they know kind of. They just know I'm I'm on the lineup and but they just know I'm the loud guy that yells. Yeah. Well, they think and he's I, like a person of authority when he'll come out there yelling if they don't know him they're just like oh shit what I'm like, damn is this the owner because I'm old I'm gray and I'm, so I'm like let me remind everybody once again in case you don't know the rule if there are more of y'all out here than there are audience members in there no one goes on everybody goes home get your ass out of here right now get your ass out. and four or five of them start picking you'll up see their, them. you'll, you'll be like yeah. 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 they're buying into it <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so perfect. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> it is funny, right? How stupid are you to believe just some yelling person? I would, I would probably believe you because that sounds like a good rule. Like, right. That makes yeah. sense. It makes perfect sense. If that's not a rule, it should sense. be a rule. It should be a rule. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. So how often, how many, are you touring every weekend or how, how often are you out on the road? Every year's different. So it just depends on, you know, I'm always working on the schedule, you know, three, six to, three to six months down the line and stuff like that. So if I'm broke here, I'll line up a bunch of stuff. If I'm not, I'll stay in the city or it just depends on how tired 
you know, it just depends. Every year, yeah. if I'm on top of where my money's going, then I can say yes and no to things. And if I'm behind on where my money's going, I'm begging and scraping yeah. like everybody Saying yes else. to everything, yeah. Exactly, so. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, and then how'd you get into, uh, like, corporate gigs and stuff like that? They, I had a... Um, a college agent that I was working with, he started because you got to be kind of. Some of the colleges would ask you to be clean. Yeah. Some of them let you do anything. You, you want. have to like audition for that too, right? The not to, well. The, a, a guy saw me in a club and he goes, "I don't know if you're familiar with NACA was an organization yeah. that had all these conferences and conventions, and they turned it into like a trade show. So not just comedians, bands, lectures, people that are doing a one man show, a dude that's just gonna come and bring snakes to your campus. <laughs> he was he was very popular. Is that guy auditioned? His show, like, oh, I have his show yeah. is called. I bet you, I guarantee you he's still out there. His show is called Herps Alive. Herps Alive. Herps. Bad <laughs> name. I know. Herps and Herps. Everybody wanted. Herps. Herps alive for some reason, but that's what it's, it's the reptilian herps. Yeah, what snakes or herps or something. That's got yeah, something apparently, that's right. where you get herpes from. Snakes. From snakes? I think that's a real thing. Well, I mean, also from humans, but but that's where it originated. Snakes. I think so. It originated yeah. snake skins got herpes. Uh, but it's anyway. That's but that's herps alive is a he's and he, all he does is just. Show up at the Herbs student activity center. Campuses. Yeah, just stands there with snakes for two hours, and people can hold Even them our and entire take a picture. Herpes, you know. Yeah. The, and the other smash the, when, when this first came out. You're just uh, kissing. <laughs> his closer, his big closer. He's got like a. Um, he had like a, a boa constrictor or a python. That's literally like you know. 12 to 15 feet long. Yeah. And so his his two things that he did that was his closers, at the end, everything else is just various snakes, and he'd talk about them and which ones are poisonous. And he'd always drop two or three on purpose just to watch everybody jump up and run. <laughs> you know, he'd jump, they're not poisonous. Stuff, but he'd, he'd be like, oh, this one got away from me. And it start slithering towards yeah. the student. <laughs> <laughs> and all jump up and run. I saw the guy do it. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but he, his first closer, so would, he, would, uh, he, would get, he would dump out the either py, uh, python or boa constrictor, and he would get students to come down, and they would stretch it out to show it, and then they would all stand there and hold it like seven of or eight of them in a row just to show how long he was, you know. And then they then they would help the dude put the thing back in the bag. He had the big giant snake bag, and so they they all go from standing there holding the snake, then they start wedging him, you know, you know, like putting a rope, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And coiling him up. So he, that was the first. That was his first closer, and then he'd t tell them to sit down. And then he had this giant container, the last container. It looks just like one of those big plastic containers you store clothes in. You know, you know what I'm saying? Two feet yeah, by three, whatever. Story, yeah. It's a standard storage bin, but it had a lid on it. And so then he would whistle and go, Lucifer, and the lid would pop off, and this giant... Like Komodo dragon, green lizard would crawl out. He's oh about three God. or four feet long, Jeez. and it looked like a Komodo dragon, but never, but not a ten footer. But it's, it's not a Komodo; it's some kind of big ass lizard, like an yeah. iguana. And, and I don't know, big like it's on oh. legs, like a dog. It was yeah, the size yeah. of a twenty five pound dog. Shit. So, you know, probably, you know, a foot and a half, two feet high and two or three yeah, feet it's long. It's a dinosaur. It, 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 it looked like a little green lizard that you see that's a two inches long, but like on steroids. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he would whistle for him, and he'd pop out of the thing, and he'd walk around the stage, and he, he had him trained to do tricks like a dog. So oh he could make him sit, and then he'd make him do it through, and he's feeding him whatever dried flies or whatever, you know, the equivalent of a dog <laughs> treat for a lizard. <laughs> and, uh, and then he would go, okay, get back in your thing now, and the thing would go back and crawl in. And the rumor was that, uh, when he was on the road, he let him roam around the hotel room like he'd had find a pet friendly hotel. Oh my god! <laughs> and he would let the damn, <laughs> he would let Lucifer roam around, but Herp's alive. Jeez, dude, Herp's <laughs> and then, alive. And then other than the Herp's alive, which I thought was completely silly, and uh, wax hands. 
wax hands, and it was a thing that came out. It's probably now at like Dave and Buster's. It's probably everywhere. But when it first came out, it's just boiling wax, and you stick your hand in it, and it doesn't burn you or anything. And then when you take it out, you have a, an impression of your hand. So mm. you can do flipping the bird, or you can do. I, mean, I saw oh, that at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, actually. yeah right. But this right. is like the first year that was out. It was only on the college circuit, and this guy is raking it in. Oh, Jesus. He yeah. invented the machine, and he figured, he found out the way to put your hand in it without it burning yeah. your hand. <laughs> and uh, but herps alive and wax hands were it didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting more gigs than if Justin Bieber. Was was out there. Right. Jesus. Christ. And that's like going to the bright young youth of America. Yeah. Those were the top two selling things. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Stick your hand A in there. show and burning yeah. your hand off. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Traveling was, herpes bus. Do you yeah. still do much college stuff? Or? I haven't done one in 10. I did. I had a good run. I went from looking like a student and getting booked just because I was a young comic and looked like them. Mm-hmm. And they were very, you know, uh, they didn't mind hiring somebody that was new. If They, they just liked having the 22-year-old. It was more mm-hmm. identifiable sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And and you can also do jokes that are more on their level at that age. Yeah. And uh, but then, So I did it from, I did about 20 or something year run. So I did it from looking like them to looking like their parents yeah. by the end. So the last one I did was in 2009. And uh, oh, okay. it's the, uh, the market sort of changed. The money went different. It sort of it's not as popular as it was. A guy came in and usurped NACA. And he he created a bootleg cheap you know Walmart version, mm-hmm. and uh, like saying if 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 NACA was the Yankees, he's come down to single A. Mm. Yeah, the and, Orioles and everybody just went <laughs> 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 yeah. the the Orioles when Glaber Torres one of him that tormented them all. Yeah. Who hit the home run against him every time he? Played him. Uh, I thought that was everybody, but uh, <laughs> one dude set a record. I think yeah, I can't uh, remember which one it was. Though. I couldn't I tell know. you. I couldn't tell you. But that's ridiculous. Yeah, I saw like a, a fake news thing the other day where it was like the Orioles are already out of the playoffs. The season hasn't started yet, and I was yes. like, "Is this real? Like, yeah. is this, it's very believable." Yes. <laughs> I had, I had, I had yeah. brave, the Braves were horrible till '91. You know, they were for 25 years. They had one winning season. They lost 100 is that games who a year. Alabama gravitates to. Atlanta yeah, yeah, market? yeah, absolutely. I'm okay. from an hour and a half away, and they're the only team in the area. Yeah, so you guys are Falcons fans as well? Or? I, you're supposed to be, but but they all they all did. It was lose. The Hawks were the only winner. So my friends and I gravitated towards the NBA because they won. They'd make the playoffs. And yeah. so, but the Falcons, you mark them down. The Falcons didn't have consecutive winning seasons. If one year they happened to pull out a nine and seven, the next year they went right back down to six and ten. They didn't have winning seasons until about five, six years ago when they got on this Matt Ryan run. Yeah. So for 30, 35 years, if you had a winning record, you're guaranteed next year four and twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. It was just horrific, and the Saints were equally as bad. That was the that was the bag over the head Saints years. Yeah. Yeah. So Miami, you didn't consider to be the South, and although they won, you know, they at least were winners. Yeah. And Not so anymore, yeah. that was your that was your pick though. But I had Braves jokes so that uh, when they were so bad back then, it's some you know like uh, like that. They, they're uh, it's, it's spring training. They're already mathematically eliminated. <laughs> Just like you said, same thing. They're, they're, uh, first day of the season, their magic number is pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, I mean, you guys down in Bama, that's all college football territory, right? Like you talk. That's about what. Yeah, minutes. everybody goes crazy. Now, where where Auburn. University of Alabama is where? It's in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. So it's kind of in the northern western part. I I drove from Baltimore to New Orleans, uh, actually a couple times, unfortunately. 
And uh, I passed well, just because you ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I passed the talk about Tuscaloosa. I didn't know I was in Roll Tide Land. That's all right. But where is where is Auburn? Auburn's kind of in the middle of the state. Okay. Right, right in the middle of the state is Montgomery, Alabama. That's the capital. Yes. And, and Auburn's about forty miles east. And that's where you went. That's obviously. where I graduated from. My two brothers went there. We all. This is my fiftieth year of Auburn. So yeah, I grew up on the south. They're twelve and seven years older than me. So I was I was always running around. With them, they were in charge of me. My parents were tailgating. This, I know all about all this stuff. So now, how often do you visit back to your hometown? Or I'll go home once a year. Once I'm a year. overdue now. My mom was yelling at me the other day, mm. so I went last. Well, I'm not really overdue. I went last. I went a couple times last year. I went in February, so about a little over, not quite a year ago. And then I went to get in May. I was there for a week in May, so, so I got a little. I bought a little time. Yeah, but my brothers live an hour away, so they look after. So you said you went to school to be like a stockbroker. What was the inspiration I, to that? I'm good with numbers, and I, that because it's legalized gambling. Yeah, and those <laughs> classes. Really what it is. Those, and I was good at those classes. Yeah, and uh, from when I was in high school, just taking like regular accounting as an elective, I like the preciseness of it, and the the, the, the if it ain't right, it won't balance out. Yeah, and so it yes. sort of started with that, and then spun over into an interest of you know it's legalized gambling, and I was good at it, and I mm-hmm. did well in college, and so I, you know I had an aptitude for. And I'm not quiet. You kind of can work your own hours and stuff. It's all yeah. commission and things like that. But the legalized gambling aspect of it was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the fucking best. Now, because wasn't like a. What was that old like stockbroker movie? Because I know that like. Wall inspired, Street? Yeah, I guess Wall Street. I don't know. That was 86 ish. Okay. So that, that, was like, that didn't inspire me. No, I, again, I was just good at the classes. Yeah, so that yeah. was all it was. My brother, my oldest brother, didn't tell me this till about five years later because he knew I'd start asking for money. But, um, my senior year, one of the classes, they give you a mock portfolio. So they theoretically give you $100,000 to start with, and then you can invest it in anything you want. And then by the end of the semester, they're going to see how much is grown or gained, and that's what your grade is based on. And so periodically when they'd spot check it, I was in the lead the whole semester. And so I told him this one day. And he goes, well, what are you buying? And so and I was heavy on Walmart because they, they only had 300 stores back then. And Kmart yeah. had 1,500 stores. And I knew their goal was to defeat Kmart. Yeah. Which they have done, by the way. Yeah. They, so, they certainly did. But they went from, yeah. They, <laughs> but there was 300 stores uh, and there was 1,500 Kmarts. And I somehow knew I'd research it. They're making a subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. I'm doing all my stuff. So I basically wrote down all the stuff that I had bought and handed it to him. Unbeknownst to me, he goes out and invests like 10, 15 grand in, in a real money yeah. in everything I bought. And within four or five, Years the fifteen grand turned into like eighty grand. Oh my he, god! He made 40, and he tells me this later because he knew I'm, I'm like, "Where's my cut, motherfucker?" Yeah, really. <laughs> Dick, I put fifty thousand dollars in wax hand machine. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's gonna exactly. be big. It's like I started a snake farm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising lizards. <laughs> so at this point in your career, you're. All stand up at this point. Is there any? Yeah, is there, I'm not going to do it. I mean, if somebody asked me to do something every now and then, I was on Sirius for a while doing various things, and um, I hosted a show on Outlaw Country where I'm just playing music and DJing. Oh, sweet. And so I did that for a little bit. But I, I usually, in the corporate, I'll usually get fired and make somebody mad. And so, because I, okay. I don't take shit. And somebody, yeah, the yeah. Men, oh, we need to have a meeting. I know we don't. That's why yeah. I do this because yeah, I don't have exactly. meetings. Yeah. <laughs> That's always interesting when like comics get in trouble at like radio stations because it's like, you know what you hired them for. Yeah. Sure. You course. hired them because they're not going to fall in line with whatever exactly. the rules are. Like, yeah. that's why people like listening to it. So that's, that just bugs me. Yeah. yeah the whole, uh, 
I was like super into like O and A growing up and all that stuff, and then like when Anthony got fired for, I started working with them a lot right after that. Oh really? I met yeah right after that because they were still under contract, Mm -hmm. and uh, I know Norton forever, Jim Norton, who's Mm -hmm. hilarious and a good dude, and so I would be on frequently, and so when he got fired, they just upped. A lot of the comics that they were usually having, they just started having them on yeah, more. Yeah, subbing, like, co-hosts. Yeah, 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 and then they started kicking back some cash for that, too. So then it turned into a really cool thing. And then uh, then they split up, and Norton went to the morning, and then Opie went to the afternoon. And so I was on in the afternoon, me and him and Sherrod Small, and Carl Ruiz is a friend of mine who's a chef. Nice. And uh, we were on for, uh, then they got fired because they took a picture of somebody in the bathroom. Oh, my God. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> I, remember I remember hearing about, about that, that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left town. Uh, the last thing, I, they it had already happened. And because um, he's teased me forever about, I showed up one day. This is, again, why I don't work, really. Um, I showed up one day. <laughs> he's down in the, I can't find him, and he's not in the office, Opie. And, and he's down in the hallway, and I catch him, and he's just kind of in the hallway walking around and pacing back and forth. And I'm like, what's going on, dude? And he goes, uh, I've been down there in that conference room, the typical like you'd see in a movie, the giant conference room with the big round table. And He goes, I've been down there in front of like 11 or 12 of the suits, and they've been chewing my ass out for the past hour because of so-and-so told on him about me taking the picture of him in the stall. Oh and it's God. turning. They, so because we got reported, now the wheels start turning. And they're like, it might be too late to save you because it's already going to HR. Yeah. And so and I'm, and I'm like looking at him. He's really, really upset. And I'm not trying to be funny at all, not one ounce, but just as sincere because this is so unfathomable to me because I don't work or have bosses. And not being a dick, I look at him, I'm like, oh, man, you mean like a... You mean like real job stuff? (laughs) (laughs) He still thinks I was being a dick. He still (laughs) I can tell by the look on his face, and I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no. I'm like, damn, that's why I've never worked because it's shit like that. I don't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, two minutes into them yelling at me, I'm like, I'm an adult. You don't get to yell at yeah, me. Fuck you. I'm yes. walking out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and take it like no. I'm a six year old. Right. So they, they wanted to talk about it a lot. And they, and I, they were, I, was, I just kept telling them, just let's don't say a word about it. Maybe we, if we coast on, they were probably not going to renew our contract anyway. This was around July mm-hmm. and we were due up in October. And so I said something like, I was going to, to see you too. <laughs> so I had an out of town. I had an out of town. <laughs> I know my girl and I and a bunch of friends, we had a whole thing. You two, we're going to see. It's a stadium show. It's the Joshua Tree Tour. Nice. Y- you know, yeah. And so we're all jacked up about it. And the last thing I tell them, I knew they had two more shows to go, but the other guys are going to fill in for me. And I keep telling them, I'm like, don't say a word till I get back. <laughs> Just don't talk about it because you're going to get in trouble. At least let us make a couple more months of salary. They're they're not going to renew us anyway. You mm-hmm. know that, and we could tell they didn't like us, and um, they were always looking for reasons to get us in trouble. And I was in, I was on, I was at the concert, you know, I, on my way. I'm at a pregame, and my phone goes off, and it's like we started talking about it, and they just told us all to go home. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, way to go. I'm at you too. Thanks for almost ruining my wonderful leave. Almost, almost. Well, no, almost. I don't care really at all. I lost eight weeks of pay or something like that. They wouldn't, like I said, they weren't going to renew us anyway. Damn. But so weird the things you couldn't see anything in the picture anyway. I saw the photograph. Yeah, yeah. I always, I was, I, I wanted to see the picture just to see what the you can't see anything at all. The dude's about. a really, really big, heavy set dude, and he only wears giant uh, gym shorts and and jerseys. Mm-hmm. So he's got the, the 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 gym shorts that go down what you know mid. Uh, 
mid leg or whatever. Mid shin, like, yeah, down to your shin. There's a yeah. big giant gym, the super baggy, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. some kind of hockey jersey looking thing, you know. Yeah. And so if he's sitting on the toilet, you can't see anything between the how far the jersey goes down and how baggy the shorts are. So if he's sitting, you can't see anything at all. So you think yeah. that was just an overreaction on his part? Yes, or? totally. And he he um so <laughs> you working with we comics, were walking like, out. Of, we were walking out, and I well they were. I didn't see it, but uh, I've got a picture of all of us at the urinal because I didn't know. <laughs> I got a picture. Just a pre-show ritual. <laughs> well, no, but I wait till you see this one. Well, you know who it is. I got I got a picture where it's like five, six urinals in a row, and I'm on the end, and I took it, and so you can see me leaning in for the selfie, and next to me is Jay Leno, and next to Leno is Jim Gaffigan, and next to Gaffigan is Jim Norton, and next to Jim Norton is Daryl Hammond, and uh, next to him is Opie. So it's all of yeah. us in a row right there because we'd all done just done a show and everybody had to pee at the same time. So when we were all standing, there, I went, "Hey, how about this?" And so we all, and you can, again, you can't see anything because I kept everybody just head up, yeah. you know, just from the neck up. But it's all of us. It's every one of those comments. So I violated the rule before everybody did. Yeah. But I don't work there. So when yeah. the guy the guy got nervous, so Opie told him, he he showed me the picture. And he goes, look what happened yesterday after you left. And he goes, he goes, like, he says his name and goes, think fast. And so you can see him trying to cover his junk up, even though. So you see his arms go down like he's covering his crotch up, but you can't see anything anyway. All you see is clothing. That's yeah. like a the, classic thing to do. But he, he reacted like you, yeah, you could yeah, see yeah. his junk, and it's the national. And so it's really funny to see. Him. It's the quickest <laughs> the dude's moved in a decade. I guarantee you. <laughs> he was cat-like reflexes on this, and that's what's funny about it because you really can't see anything, but you see him move real quickly. Yeah. And I started laughing, and he goes, he goes, he goes, I'm gonna. Uh, I go, that's hilarious. And he goes, uh, yeah, he don't like it. He's kind of mad about it. He goes, he, he he goes immediately told me, you know, ten minutes later, make sure I delete that. Uh, and uh, he goes, I'm gonna keep it for a day. He goes. I think I can bribe him into letting me post it on the, the website. Yeah. He goes, I think if I throw him a thousand dollars, he goes, you can't see it. And I go, and you really can't see any in a court of law. He would, Opie would win this case hands down. You know, <laughs> mm. there's no way the HR people looked at that. Well, they didn't know because he told him he deleted it, and then but he didn't. So when he came back the next day and offered him money. So the guy went, I thought I told you to delete that. And he goes, okay, I will now, I will now. I just I wanted to try one more time. And the guy went, well, now I don't believe you. And then that's when the guy went to HR and told on him because he didn't Jeez. believe it. But he did really delete it. And then that, but that was the whole yeah, domino still, effect. Yeah. Suits, oh, man. Suits are in everything. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Interesting. So what's that guy do now? The bathroom guy. He's still there. Oh, they're all still there. He's o still there. Opie got him his job. He's probably it's probably eighty grand a year job. Now he works a shitload of hours for that. But Opie got him all their jobs. They're all still An there. Actual but shitload. Yeah. Wow. They're all still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was from the Olympic book too. That was what the, in weightlifting it wouldn't be pounds or kilograms. It would be shitload. <laughs> <laughs> and in the heavyweight category, it'd be goddamn shitload. <laughs> Horrible jokes. Horrible jokes from 95. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, they're all still down there. They're all still doing really well. Yeah, we're about an hour right now, dude. We're an hour. Yeah, That's yeah. enough. We'll probably wrap up. That's yeah. fine by cool. me. Yeah, Where yeah. are you guys going to next? I'm back in the city for a month, just working. And then I'm going out on the road with Ron White in March. Nice. Oh, so, awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're, we're going to be in uh, Ben Salem, up by Philly. We're going to be in Hershey. And we're going to be in Hagerstown. Hagerstown, Maryland, Hagerstown. baby. Yes. There's <laughs> a casino yeah. down there, I guess. Yeah, I think so. There's there, yeah. something. I think. We're going. <laughs> it's there, dude. They got a fair and stuff. That's it. That's <laughs> at the end of March. That's the last weekend in March of those. Hell That's yeah. awesome. The first weekend in March, I'm with him in Indianapolis and uh, Paducah. 
Kentucky. Paducah. And, uh, and then at the end of the month, the last weekend, we're doing those three. And cool. And you'll, you'll be with him for all those? or what I, Those are Ron White days. Those are, oh, those are Ron White days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be back to waiting in line at the Sadness, maybe getting a spot here and there <laughs> nice. some other clubs. And, uh, you know, you might see me uh, working background on random television shows as a racist-looking... <laughs> he did. He was uh, a corrections uh, officer. Corrections <laughs> officer, immigration <laughs> officer, bouncer, something like dude, that. Dude, when you hit that joke last night, I think it was like your opening joke about I'm not the guy from Pawn Stars. Oh, dude. dude I, I mean, literally you know, I mean, as, as, as you can imagine, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of doing that joke, but it is a guarantee every time to, to start it. it. Every time it. to start it. Yeah, yeah. It works out. And it's not, it's not embellishing. People, I mean, I've had people come up to me, and you can... It's always tourists. Uh -huh. You know, because they're looking around and they're and they'll look at me, and they'll give me like a look, like a three time look, and I'll just kind of like shake my head, like no, <laughs> no, it's not me, it's not Dude, another I have guy. Eighteen seventy six vintage. Right. You want to take yeah. a look at right. it? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Let me talk to a guy. I'll find out about it. Yeah, right. Call thirteen bucks Lee real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's exactly. a dude in the strip two weeks ago that was the spitting image of Anderson Cooper. Really? Wow. And he's in line going into the show, and I was getting paid and leaving. And he saw me stare a little too long. He goes, "I know, I know." <laughs> <laughs> Same haircut. I mean, this dude was—it wasn't him, but it was. There's no telling what that poor guy has to go through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, right. so probably you, is your website vichenley.com. Vichenley.com awesome. at, at vichenley on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. JudgeJones.com and uh, Judge Jones on Twitter and Instagram for Two sure. Days. Two D's, J U D D Jones. That's right. Judd short for something? Is that? Nope, that's it. It's just Judd. No, it was. I was always so glad my name was Judd because my last name is so boring. Yeah, you know, and like I've got two cousins. They're named Jason and David. Jason Jones and David Jones. I'm like, God, that sucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. But my middle name's Ashley, so that's a whole other fucking story. Judd Ashley. Judd Ashley Jones. Right. It's like a boy named Sue. You grow up. You grow up kind of tough when your middle name's Ashley. You know. Yeah. So that's vichenley.com. Vic at vichenley on everything. That's it. And part Judjones.com. That's right, man. I'm Eric Glazer on everything. G L A E S E R. Um, next week on the 31st, I'll be down at Soundgarden doing a show, uh, which should be pretty fun. It's down in Fells Point. Come hang out. Um, and then, Jimmy, what are you up to? Uh, let's see. Uh, I will be at High Tops on Tuesday for a happy hour playing music. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't go wrong. High there. Tops Tuesday, man. Capital, the capital of Timonium. Uh, <laughs> the mayor will be there. The mayor of Timonium will be there. The guy who owns the twenty-four coin laundry. He'll be there. Uh, and then I'll be at the rec room in Towson, seven to eleven with the band John Burkhart and uh, Joe Niehaus. And of course, every Sunday night at the horse you came in on in Fells Point, I'm there. 10 well actually now 9 30 to close they they bumped it back a little bit so 9 30 to close Damn, dude. so yeah uh at jimmy celestia on everything uh manscape guys uh oh, yeah manscape.com yeah we just reached out to About them to get a new shipment of their products <laughs> yeah they said oh we're not gonna pay you but we will send you another ball trimmer like, you know what that's fine with me that's, great. that's fine with me because now i can go yeah, two yeah. hands with it the 2.0 and the 3.0 so when a girl looks at my ball she's like why does one side of your yeah, balls look a little longer slightly better well and that's because the 3.0 it has a, a flashlight on the tip of it does it really it'll yeah it'll illuminate your ball hairs so you can get a close shave every time do wow. they do they send do they send y'all multiple ones or y'all gotta share it? <laughs> <laughs> we each got one. Yeah, each got one. Good, good. But I'm him glad. and his brother share it. <laughs> <laughs> right. We share. We share. Do you leave, leave a little extra on for him and it's his turn, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
man. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, promo code LFTS on manscaped.com. You get 20% off and free shipping on any of your orders. Mm-hmm. Um, an LFTS podcast on everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. For some reason, I'm blanking on all Spotify, social media. Spotify, SoundCloud, all Your that podcast shit. app. Check us out. Uh, yeah. yeah. See you guys it, next man. week. Thanks, Peace. guys. Thanks, Peace. man. Thanks for coming through.